You're listening to Tech Recruit, a podcast that educates talent acquisition and recruitment professionals on innovation to attract talent across all industries. We're glad you're here. Welcome to the Dueling Sorcerer Show. My name is Stacey Broadwell. I will be your host for today's show. And joining us, we have two dueling sorcerers. We have Judson Lancina and we have Julia Adler. Um, so Julia, where, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Um, so I am a sorcerer at Wayne Technologies. Um, I have been remote for most of my career, uh, but we are based in the Texas state and we source nation actually globally and um um yeah i uh, came from ike tom partners before there which is how i know judson lancina um who was my practice leader at the time um so i have been in uh sourcing for four years now and also am uh volunteering with marketing on atop and am a staff uh writer for recruiting daily Really cool, knowing all the great hotspots. Uh, we love Mike Cohen. Batman is in the chat there. He, he gave a little shout out. Win, 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 he says. <laughs> and this is not a win, win, win. This is a collaborative effort between two people showing how to source. So um, uh, how about you, Justin? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. So I'm here in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I've been working in recruiting and sourcing for about eight years now, which is uh, just crazy. I'm getting old and uh, worked with Julia in the past. And I love sourcing and recruiting because I get to learn so much about all the uh, crazy jobs that people have in this world and uh, get to absorb a lot of information and, and uh, synthesize that into searches and solve puzzles and so that's the part that i really enjoy um but yeah i work at iq talent partners and um glad to be here thanks for the invite yeah this is gonna be an exciting show i'm excited to see what you guys come up with so what are we gonna source for today we're gonna source for a marketing analytics position so this is um something that i think a lot of people uh, overlook about the marketing function, which is the data-driven side of it. When when you think marketing, you kind of think creative marketing and yeah. uh, visual stuff and storytelling and copywriting. Uh, but this is really about uh, marketing performance and, and data-driven marketing. So shed some light on that for you. Perfect. Well, I'm gonna step out. I'll be monitoring the chat and I'll turn it over to you guys. Cool. Yeah, so uh, Julia, thanks for um, recommending this position. I think it's a good choice. Uh, I was I was curious though. Uh, I know you're working with Wayne. Is this a is this a position that you guys are are working on? So no, this is not a position that we're working on right now. We have um, a couple different tech roles going on, um, some uh, executive searches as well, um, but just. When he mentioned you wanted to go down maybe the marketing or um, UI UX path, I thought, okay, let's uh, let's take something creative and see how uh, see how it can also be analytical. So I'm just heading down that road. Yeah, cool. So I will 
share my screen and we'll dive into this job description. Okay, so we've got a very interesting title here, which I think is a, perhaps is a fabrication of this hiring manager or this HR person that wrote this. Um, this word incrementality, uh, I'm not even sure that is a word, but we'll find out and we'll look for, uh, we'll look for people with that title. But I think what we're gonna do is find that the, the right titles are something a bit more um, a bit more common. So this is a senior analyst marketing and incrementality analytics position at Expedia. We all know Expedia, the big travel booking website. And as I look through here, uh, what I, the, the method that I use to interpret job descriptions and start searching is what I like to call the vomit method. And it's, uh, it's great because you can apply this method to any position in any industry. And what it allows you to do is understand and translate a role um, as well as develop a rubric for interpreting the candidates that you might see. So we definitely want to have that rubric of must-haves versus nice-to-have qualities. <clears throat> and we're going to use that same rubric when we look at every profile and uh, use that logic to rank candidates against each other and choose the best fits. <clears throat> it also, the last thing it can allow you to do is uh, build a search with Boolean uh, from that rubric. So. <clears throat> so I'll get started with uh, this vomit method, as I call it. And the reason it's called that is because what we do is just read through the job description and or uh, skim through the job description and pull out the most common uh, concepts, words, phrases, uh, keywords, things that are ultimately going to be keywords for our search. And we want to pull those out and organize them in a way that makes sense to us. So um, so as I look through here, uh, we've got this top part, which is just uh, basically about Expedia. Um, and then we get into the meat of the role here. And all I'm gonna do is uh, pull quickly out some words onto a blank sheet of paper. Um, and I'm gonna kind of organize them according to their likeness as I, as I write them down. And so I call it the vomit method because you're literally just, uh, you're just writing a bunch of the words down that you see. And so I'll start with a blank page here and we've got, we've got SQL, I see R, um, jumping out here. Maybe I can make this a bit bigger. Um, I see the word programming. Um, I see geo-matching, so I've never heard of that before, but maybe that'll be relevant. And then analytics, of course, is a big word. 
And then I see marketing mix modeling. That definitely sounds like something very um, contextual to this function, this role. So we're gonna really uh, dive into that one. And I see the word data. So we'll get data in there. Let's see. I see the word media, impact of media, measuring the impact of media. So what I'm getting so far is that this is really about uh, figuring out how marketing activities are impacting the business. And I think that boils down to uh, basically analyzing uh, the performance of your marketing spend. So you spend money on advertising, you spend money uh, uh, to do various marketing activities and how are those activities performing. So that's what this role is all about. Definitely not a creative role. We see the background and quantitative subject area. Um, so STEM background slash degree. I see statistical along with that. Let's see um, Python here listed as a bonus. So I see the, the first thing uh, that's listed as a nice to have is Python. And then moving along here, a bunch of soft skills. So whenever you see soft skills like thrive in a fast paced environment, um, communication, um, passion, blah, 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 all that stuff, you're not really gonna search for because it's not, these are not hard skills that you can translate into keywords on a profile. I mean, you could, but I think that uh, everybody that has a profile or a resume somewhere is gonna say that they're a great communicator, that they blah, blah, blah. So it's not really useful for, uh, for, for a strategic search. Um, and I see acquisition channels as another bonus concept. So we'll kind of separate the nice to haves here. So I see acquisition channels. Um, and then we've got more about Expedia down here and that'll be good. Yeah, so, so we've done our vomit. We've got our initial list of keywords. And now what I wanna do is just kind of group these together into families. So um, we wanna have families of keywords that we can then string together into a Boolean string and execute in Google or LinkedIn or someplace like that. Uh, so looking down the list, SQL and R are similar. They are uh, data manipulation tools. R is a programming language. Programming probably can go along with that as well. And then geo matching, we're gonna put by itself. Analytics is important. We're gonna put that by itself for now. We'll, we'll put data up with analytics because that's what you analyze is data. And we've got marketing mix modeling here, uh, which we're not super familiar with yet, but then media, and then we've got our STEM background, statistical. So I'm gonna put statistical up here with I'm actually going to leave it with STEM. Um, cool. So we've got our words that we pulled from the job description, and now uh, we can start to uh, build some Boolean strings.
So underneath each family of keywords, I can start to build my Boolean string because what I want to do is build a search that requires one variable or one uh, aspect of each keyword family. So I definitely want SQL or R or programming, or maybe I want all three, but um, we're just going to combine the variables within these families uh, to uh, with Boolean to create a search. So you just start typing out your Boolean string underneath your keyword family, SQL or R or programming. And I believe it said SQL and R are very important for this role. So we're just gonna change that to an and. And then geo matching, we're gonna have to look that one up, maybe come up with some other words. Let's do that now. So whenever I find a, a word that I'm not uh, super familiar with, I'll just like Google it, geomatching, um, geomatching, 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 and product platform, blah, blah, blah. So geomatics, hydrography. So I'm not seeing anything that's like jumping out as like a marketing reference here, except machine guidance. I don't think that's what we're talking about. Don't really know what machine guidance is. Um, something about internet of things and drones. Uh, so let's leave geomatching behind. Let's look up this uh, marketing mix modeling. And I believe I here yeah so i love wikipedia it's great uh there's articles on just about anything and if i'm not familiar with it i'll just go to wikipedia check out marketing mix modeling and then i just look to the other uh terms that are um linked and maybe have their own pages so these are probably the like the main concepts within marketing mix modeling so statistical analysis so we've already got statistical we've got analytics um, multivariate regressions. We could add that if we wanted. We could probably uh, add that to our STEM family of keywords, right? Regressions, multivariate, these are just like math concepts. Um, time series. So I'm not sure how relevant these will be, but it's always great to have more keywords than you need, more concepts. Uh, that you're becoming familiar with as you look at profiles because you're gonna you might see that on a profile and recognize oh yeah that uh you know that indicates that this person knows mar marketing mix modeling um and then i see this other phrase here also referred to as attribution modeling so i'm definitely gonna um put attribution modeling there Cool. Um, and so uh, without going through the whole thing, uh, hopefully you get the idea. You can just um, build a Boolean string for each family. And then you're just going to combine the um, families of keywords together at the end. <clears throat> and you can do stuff like this too. When you, when you have a word like analytics, go ahead and include other forms of the word analysis, um, analyze, you know, analyzed, you could include the 
past tense and verb forms of the um, of the word. And we have data there. And then marketing mix modeling. So we have MMM or marketing mix. I'll just put marketing mix or attribution modeling and so on and so forth. Cool. Uh, so we've got our Boolean strings going. We've got uh, also a rubric that we want to develop. So I went ahead and did that ahead of time here. So um, bring it up to the top. Okay. So I see our rubric as being SQL, our marketing, of course, and then media and advertising, referring to like how you spend money on media and advertising. Um, and then we've got the analytics, testing, modeling, statistical, blah, 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 um, set of keywords to, to really um, drive home the, the data analytics part, the data-driven marketing part. So I see this as, as, as our rubric for all candidates. All candidates have to have these things. And then we have a nice to have section as well. So Python is a bonus and then knowledge of acquisition channels is a bonus. And then I went ahead and made the decision that a STEM degree would be a bonus, even though it's not um, called out in the job description. So um, using these, these rubrics, you can just easily apply that to each profile you view and rank each person. If they're a top candidate, they'll have all of these things or at least one of the nice to haves and and then I like to say that the rest of the candidates are just general population. So 80% uh, of my candidates will meet this, uh, meet all the requirements, or actually 100% will meet all the requirements. Um, and then only 20% will have all the requirements and these nice to have things. So, um, so that, yeah, that's a snapshot of the vomit method, some Boolean and the rubric. Um, and then I wanted to uh, point out a couple other cool tools. So talked about uh, Wikipedia and its value there, generating more keywords. There's also this cool thing called Glossary Tech. So uh, glossarytech.com, it's a glossary of tech terms. So I, I typed in time series analysis and I get a nice definition. And I could probably pull some more keywords from this, reincorporate into my vomit, my Boolean, and then have a you know more accurate search. Or maybe I'm wondering what R programming is all about. So I could type in R, let's see, this R. But glossarytech.com, it's great. There's an extension that you can use when you're viewing a LinkedIn profile and it will actually highlight all of the words that are related to a given tech concept. So for example, if Ruby frameworks matter to us, uh, the extension would highlight all the words that are relevant for that concept, which is super helpful. This is free. And then another thing I like to do is uh, do word clouds. So if I'm doing my, if I'm analyzing my job description and I really want to make sure that I'm not missing any major keywords, 
to incorporate into my search. What I can do is go to a, a website like wordclouds.com. There's others too, but these are free. And I have an option to paste a job description. And so I went ahead and did that. And, um, and then you uh, run the word cloud generator and you get something like this. And I can make it bigger here. Try to make it bigger. And uh, yeah, you can see the larger the word is, the more often it appears in the job description. And the more often it appears in the job description, the more likely it is that you wanna search for that word. Uh, so obviously we get Expedia here, which is the biggest word, but uh, other words like analytics, data, um, I see, um, I see, travel, uh, which uh, we could look for other travel companies. I see SQL, I see marketing. Um, and actually this one isn't that helpful. So maybe this job description isn't isn't that great, but uh, yeah, it looks like, you know, we've covered all the, the, the basics here with our, our keywords. Um, yeah, so I will, uh, Julia, I, I think maybe you'd like to uh, show us how to use a particular tool to start searching for people. Yeah, yeah. So I typically also um, take the route of starting by really um, diving in and looking at the job description. Um, so uh, Judson and I t tend to start at a, a pretty similar place um, just to understand the role, see what we can glean from that. And then from there, um, a lot of times my strategy tends to be um, taking a look at uh, people who are at the company who are currently um, in these roles. So I took the time to go ahead and um, pull up a couple people who are currently um, working in this role. Um, and then from there, what I'll do is take a look at their uh, LinkedIn and see if I can see any specific keywords that they might mention in their current job um, and in their past jobs to see you know what does Expedia like what do they want to see and from there um, add that into my search as well um, I typically start my search with seek out um, I'm a big seek out fan um, there's just a lot of different capabilities with it so um, just to start off telling you a little bit about seek out and what you can do with it for this role. Um, if you haven't used it and you're looking at this and you're like, okay, where do I start? Um, this button right here will show you uh, all of the different uh, Boolean um, operators that you can use. So you can look for current titles, current companies. You can even look within specific sections of their LinkedIn. So you're looking at past job descriptions, you're looking at current job descriptions, you're looking at groups they're involved in. So there's a lot of ways to narrow your search with Seekout. Um, that's one of the reasons why I tend to start there. I'm uh, very particular about my searches. Um, so what I did uh, while Judson was going over the job description is I also created myself a little Boolean sheet um, and uh, saw what I could get from that. So. I wrote a couple uh, different um, title strings. So just even to pop that in and see what we pull back. So we have 73 candidates 
I believe usually it says just in the US. Um, you can tell up here, this is searching in the US. Uh, 73 candidates in the US that are coming back with these titles and specifically not these titles. So I don't want somebody who's a manager, director, vice president, things like that. Um, I'm actually also going to throw in intern because a lot of people will do that. In this case, two people, so not that many. Um, but it's always good to uh, err on the cautious side. Um, in terms of what this means, this operates a little bit differently than LinkedIn if you are a LinkedIn fan. Um, this right here, what this will do is um, cost conversion. They will put these words within five words of one another. So cost five words conversion. So as long as these two words are within five words of one another, that will show up um, in your search. Um, the star allows you to search and this should I believe still be the same with LinkedIn, um, but it'll say manager, managing, managed, anything along those lines will come up. Um, so that is what, how I would start. From there I would also include any of those keywords in my search. What I really like about uh, Seek Out also from here is you can look at the people insights. So you're looking and you're like, okay, well, that's nice. I can see the couple first people, but I wanna see what, the data looks like for this. So what type of titles am I getting for this search? And so you can look at all the different titles. This really helps while you're trying to eliminate people to save yourself time. So um, if you're not looking for somebody who, this actually was a good search. So <laughs> like, I don't really see a lot of things I don't want in this search, but say you've got someone who was a UI designer um, and you're like, oh, that's weird. Um, I'm surprised I came up. You could just go back and throw that into your not strings. So not current title UI um, to eliminate those people that you don't want to see. From there, you can also filter by location. You can filter by how long they've been in their role, um, how long they've been working, um, degrees, company size, a bunch of really awesome things. You can also um, compare this, you can remove anybody from a past project. So minimize candidates I've seen specifically in, you know, like let's say my New York Times project, right? Then um, anybody that you've saved to that project will no longer show up in this. Um, so you're kind of deduplicating um, while you're sourcing, which is nice. Um, so there are a lot of insights that you can use here to make your search even stronger than it was originally. From there, what I'll do is I'll go ahead and I'll open up a couple of these candidates and make sure that these would align with what I'm looking for. Um, so if I'm looking at this, I'm like, ooh, man, something's really off. This person does not at all um, look like what I'm looking for. I know I have to go back and adjust my Boolean. And um, I apologize, I don't have <laughs> the fastest internet uh, in the world, but... Um, we would take a look at this. I'm seeing uh, managed a team. So this pro person probably is not a fit. Um, this role does not include management. Um, so I would know then to include maybe current, not current job description and manage um, so that I'm avoiding any managers. Um, but we are seeing some things that we are looking for. So this person is managing the people that are looking at uh, these analytics. So that's definitely good. We're liking that. We're seeing these um, 
these uh, tech, the tech stack that they're looking for, we I would want to add in, you know, R and um, R and SQL, and make sure they're working with that too. If I were um, to run my full search, but just looking at this, um, I've already seen what I can do to adjust my Boolean. So I would look at a couple different profiles from there, and then I would go ahead and I would select the page and add them to a project. So we're just gonna say, Dueling Sorcerers King Julia. <laughs> and uh, save that there. Um, I would go ahead and download my, my project. And then I would upload it into our spreadsheets. Um, so we do things a little differently at Wayne Tech. Instead of looking at each profile and collecting the people we do want to message, we instead write a really, really um, in-depth search and make sure that we are probably seeing more uh, candidates than we don't want to see. And then from there, we quickly look at each profile and knock out any profiles that we think are no longer a fit. Um, so then we'd use this tag here and decide, you know, why is this person not a fit? Or we would go ahead and um, rank the person. Yeah, we do want to message them or maybe we want to message them from there. Um, so um, once you have those uh, candidates, you can start emailing, but I do want to flip over back to Judson to let him walk through um, his Google search before we move on. Sure. Yeah, I noticed uh, that you were using some more advanced Boolean operators in Seekout. Um, and I think that that's, that's really cool because LinkedIn does not play very nicely with things like the, uh, uh, the tilde or the asterisk um, or the like operator that used to find things near another word. So it's a cool uh, aspect of Seekout. And yeah, there's definitely some cool benefits looking at Seekout and just diversifying your uh, sourcing strategies, which I think is the whole point of this webinar. <laughs> so just showing you guys different uh, different strategies there. Yeah, uh, I also noticed that you um, did the people insights, which is also really cool um, to look at all the titles. That's something that I do a lot when I, especially when I'm not sure about if I'm not familiar with the industry and what the titles should be, then I'll just type in the job title that's on the posting and then look at all the like adjacent job titles of people and um, try to incorporate those. So I actually, I didn't see the word incrementality on any of those uh, that you pulled up. So um, I was curious if we would see anybody with that word in their title. Yeah, I was actually really curious about that too because it's uh, I've never heard that in the marketing world. Um, so I was wondering, you know, how many people would actually include that, or if that's specific to Expedia, which it seems might be more specific yeah. to Expedia. You will definitely, yeah, you'll definitely find companies uh, like to make up their own job titles uh, here and there. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> yeah, so I would like to show you how I would. So the one, I guess, major strategy for identifying people is to use Boolean, use keywords, um, and try to search for the people with the right experience, how they, you know, 
searching for um, those keywords within their position descriptions and their summaries and things of that nature. Uh, but another way that you could search for qualified candidates is through a company centric search. Um, and of course you can combine keywords with companies, but uh, oftentimes you, if you know that a person works at a competitor with the same title, then they're probably qualified, even if you can't tell really what they've done or if they don't tell you what they've done. So I always like to take a company centric approach to searching as well. Um, and I would imagine that Expedia uh, would want somebody who's worked at a e-commerce site in general, or perhaps even better, like a travel and booking website or company. And so we can search, uh, I will need to share my screen again here, let's see. Okay. Alrighty. So, so I can do a, um, a search in Google, top e-commerce travel websites. And there's one hit here at the top that I can see is relevant. Top website ranking, similar web. This might be a good website to search for uh, all, all kinds of different companies. But uh, you can see the list here looks relevant. Booking, Airbnb, TripAdvisor, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think even something like Uber could be relevant to Expedia. Um, there's Expedia, hotels. So what we can do, note, um, considering that this is a, is a good list that we want to capture, uh, we want to ultimately turn it into Boolean. That's what I would want to do and plug it into LinkedIn and, or, or some other site like that. So what I'll do is I just attempt to do a dirty old fashioned copy paste. And so we're going to copy this. Uh, and you can tell that they want us to pay to see the full list, but they give us the top 50. So we'll take the top 50. And I'm gonna go to Excel and paste. And then um, you do have to know a little bit about Excel to be able to turn this dirty web data into something useful. Um, so I'm going to go quickly, but uh, first thing is to wrap the text a couple times and it makes it look a little prettier. And then I noticed that we've got some logos and stuff here. So I would do a function F5, which brings up my go to special. I'm going to check the box for objects, which covers the pictures in this in this uh, data. And then I'll click delete or hit delete on my keyboard. So that gets rid of the logos. And then we probably only care. We only care about these company names, right? We don't really care about this other data. So I'm just going to delete that on either side. Now we just have the names and they're formatted in some form or fashion. So I'm going to highlight that and click the clear button, the pink eraser and choose clear formats. And then 
now I can start to put the these company names together and uh, using a formula to create Boolean. So uh, what I'm going to do is uh, I noticed that each website has the .com or .something on it. So I can separate that from the actual name of the company or the website. So I'm going to highlight the data, click on data at the top, click on text to columns. And we can use this text to columns feature to um, separate the .com. So I'll put a period or a dot in the other box there, click finish. And now we've got all the stuff after the dot separated out. We can just delete that. We don't want it. All right. Now I'm looking at just the words. So the other thing I noticed about this data is that there's a leading space. You notice that booking has a blank space here in front of it, as well as all the other words. So uh, when we're creating Boolean in Excel, we really don't want any leading or trailing spaces. Um, and so there is a formula which gets rid of that and it's called trim. So I can do equals trim, capitalize as you do with all formulas, and then just put A2. And oh, I actually meant to put A1, but. Um, so looks like that actually didn't work. So if trim doesn't work, that means that you've got some non-printable characters. Uh, what what's Excel refers to as non-printable characters. And that is common when you copy random data from online, some website. Uh, you never know what you're gonna get. You're gonna get all kinds of crazy characters and formatting. So we have to get rid of these non-printable characters before we can use the, uh, the trim function. Or um, in fact, there's another longer formula that I just Googled in a few minutes that will uh, get rid of non-printable characters. So if I go back to um, my browser here, I'm trying to avoid clicking on this zoom bar at the top. Let's see. Um, yeah, so uh, I just Googled like remove non-printable character or you know, remove leading spaces from text in Excel. And I just got this site with this formula that works. So I'm gonna plug it in here, make sure that there's no crazy formatting from copying that. And then I just, yeah, and then that should be it. And look at that, gets rid of the trailing space, leading and trailing spaces. So we copy that all the way down. And then whenever you copy and paste a formula over a range, you need to paste special. So we're gonna copy and paste right over the top of the results and then choose to paste values only. So paste special values only. And now we can get rid of the original data without losing the result of this formula. Now we finally have clean data and here's where you start the Boolean process. You put a um, quotation on either side you drag it down with the fill box thing, the little box on the bottom right of the cell. 
and then we can um, and then we can combine uh, the the quotes with the words using a formula. So equals a one ampersand um, b one ampersand c one. And we've got booking in quotes, and we want to use the quotes because sometimes there's companies with two words, um, and in those cases, we want to capture the full name of the company. And with Boolean, you have to do that with quotes. All right, so now we've got our uh, company's names in quotes, and now we can uh, incorporate the or part of the Boolean and combine all these together. So. What I'm going to do is type equals a one here. And then I'm going to do equals B one or B yeah, B one ampersand um, quote space or space quote. So that's going to put an or in between each of the uh, names of the company. So B one and quote space or space quote ampersand a two booking or Airbnb and now I can just click and drag this formula all the way down and we get a crazy pyramid effect but the bottom line here incorporates all of our companies so I can copy this Again, paste right over the top and choose to paste special values only. And you can see in the top bar, this is just a long Boolean string full of all the companies. And you may have to edit these because uh, maybe the maybe the word is like so common that you know it's not specific to that company. Um, like this word enterprise, there's probably a ton of companies with the word enterprise in them, but. You can just copy uh, that string of Boolean and uh, then you would paste it into LinkedIn. Um, and you would want to do a search with a, a company field, obviously. Um, Judson, I think the reason you're running into that problem is the um, search bar for LinkedIn only allows a certain amount of uh, words, characters, I believe, actually. Um, and so once you exceed that, then it just pulls up no results. Um, but if you are on LinkedIn or Twitter, I think you should have a little bit more flexibility. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I just tried that again into the main search bar. Yeah, uh, so there's your Boolean strings with your companies. We just got that for free off this website um, and turn it into some Boolean. Um, yeah, uh, Julia. Cool, so um, it is funny because um, watching you do all of the uh, Boolean building, uh, we ran into the same thing we were often times uh, building out Boolean strings and it was just time consuming and we're like, okay, well, how can we save some time? So we took some time to actually build a tool that um, on LinkedIn, or not on LinkedIn, sorry, on our Google Sheets um, to 
um, build our Boolean strings for us, <laughs> which is nice. So I'm gonna go ahead and show this in the chat and then um, show you guys a little bit um, about how we use it. I love, I love a welded we spreadsheet, so. Right. I'd love to see this. Yeah, so we've got um, this Boolean builder here, um, which we use pretty frequently. I'm actually pretty sure I'm the last person who used the or statements. Um, so basically what you do is you would take that list um, that Judson had pulled from the internet and you clean it up and then you would just paste it in here. And then right here, you've got your statement. So um, you can copy that and paste it without values. And you would see that coming up here. Um, it has infinite ors at the end, um, uh, up to a certain amount. So if you're seeing a bunch of extra ors, you just go ahead and delete that at the bottom. So that would build your or statement. We've also got it and, we've got it for a round. Um, so there's just a bunch of different um, uh, strings you can use and build in here. So I threw that in the chat if anybody is interested in using that in the future. Um, thank you to, I'm giving a shout out to uh, Mike Cohen and Akeo Hill right now because they put a ton of work into this. Um, so uh, thank you guys for that and um, let me know if you have any questions on the Boolean Builder. Um, but just to show you a little bit while, um, while Judson was going ahead and showing you how to search by companies, I took my search and I put it into my spreadsheet. So from here, I would take the time, I already did a little bit, but I would take a look and see, you know, are any of these uh, companies maybe just not a fit for what we're looking for? This person's coming out of school. Um, he's most likely in school too. So I would go over and check, you know, does that align? Um, and tag him out. I don't, you know, I don't want to waste my time looking at that person. Um, a couple other people where maybe they're uh, consulting. A lot of companies tend to steer clear of consulting um, as well. Um, and then I would go ahead and do that by title, by maybe if they've been in their job for 10 plus years and uh, they might just be one of those people who's not looking to leave or, you know, in other circumstances where we don't have COVID going on. If you see they just started the job being respectful um, of them and maybe uh, waiting until they've been there for a few months um, before you try to grab them. Um, so I'd go ahead and tag out from there. And then um, if I have this list and um, everything looks good and I want to grab the emails to start messaging them, I would go ahead and open up their profile. And um, I'm not sure if y'all have heard of Zap before, but it is an extension where you can um, grab data from a LinkedIn page. So I would go up here to my Zap board um, and I would Zap this person in. So I can go ahead and extract his information from the page. It takes just a few seconds. If you're zapping more than one person at a time, be mindful because um, LinkedIn will put you in LinkedIn jail if they think you are a bot scraping a bunch of data. So um, you can actually choose to put around 10 seconds in between scraping for profiles and that will keep you from going into LinkedIn jail. Um, as you saw, I tend to have a huge list that I'm scraping at once, so this is something I tend to be very mindful of. Something else to be aware of with Zap is the fewer things you have running in the background, the better it works. So if you're pulling a bunch of data at once, be sure to just kind of have your Zap going, maybe go and get a snack or something in the meantime. Uh, we actually have some email finding tools that specifically tell you to go and get a snack, which is kind of funny. 
Um, so I can look at his information here, which is, you know, it's pretty, pretty good. Um, and we've got a work email. So uh, Zach pulled a work email, which is really awesome. Um, if you are unsure about person, personal emails, you can actually generate these personal emails here. Um, and you can go ahead and see if these are valid emails. So you can go ahead and check if these are valid emails. Um, from there, you can pop them into maybe um, Google or um, somewhere else to see if you can pull this email associating with this person. So if you're, you write a quick string for uh, Quincy Wong and maybe his the business he's working at. So he's actually at Expedia. This is one of the guys I pulled up earlier. So if I typed in Quincy Wong and Expedia with the, um, the email and saw maybe if there was somewhere that he had this email online, that's one way to double check his email. Um, most people are on Gmail now, but you know, there's other, other uh, email domains that people are still using. So this just kind of gives you all those options. Um, LinkedIn used to have a, a capability where you could look up in the back end if the email was linked to their LinkedIn, but have since uh, taken that capability away, unfortunately. Um, even so, there are other email tools that we use pretty heavily. I actually have in my extensity, which actually, if y'all don't have this, I highly recommend it. will save your computer a bunch of processing speed time. Um, as I mentioned, my internet is not great, so this helps me a lot. Um, email finding tools tend to slow your computer down, so I don't have my extensions for my email finding tools open at all times. Um, but I typically use um, these different email tools that you see highlighted and just take a look at the page and see what I can get. So Swordfish is my personal favorite. Um, and you can actually upload into Swordfish and uh, just wait for that to come back. Um, so that's what I would do from there. And then I would go ahead and look at my spreadsheet and clean up any information um, because I am going to be send, sending an email uh, campaign. I wouldn't want to see somebody send me an email saying, hey, Julia, how is it going at Logic 2020 comma ink period? I would want to see like Logic 2020 or RGG, uh, Domino, Domino printing, I would leave, but like lyrics, LLC all in caps kind of is like, okay, like this is clearly an email campaign. I don't want to see that. So I go ahead and put the um, cleaned up names in here and same with um, the um, candidate names. If you see something where maybe in their LinkedIn URL, they go by a nickname, uh, going ahead and cleaning up their names in here. Um, so that's where I would go from there. The other tool that I tend to like, um, an alternative to seek out if you're an AI fanatic, um, I love human predictions. Um, so you can go ahead and you can look in here and we would go marketing analyst and see what that pulls up. Um, from there, we can narrow it even further uh, once once this slows down, or, or speeds up, sorry. Uh, but we can go ahead and uh, Boolean in here, we can also add in specific filters. Um, so this is another really great option if you're uh, sourcing and you're wanting just an alternative tool to take a look at. So even if, you know, if you're looking for somebody who's a software developer, you, you can look at their GitHub specifically with these filters. 
um, and take a look at that. Um, if you don't have an email finding tool, something I would uh, do is use human predictions and they specifically have a, a resume filter. So if you don't, uh, if you're not gonna be able to find emails, just having the resume will get you those emails for you. Um, so this is my next tool that I would go to and I would Boolean out. Um, you can also search specific um, networks, uh, social networks here. So there are just a lot of different tools that you can look at there. Um, but I think we're coming close to the end of time, so I don't want to go into too much detail and see if uh, Judson has any more points to make. Uh Sure. Yeah. I wanted to ask you actually on the AI tools thing. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we all know that there's a lot of options. Do you have a favorite one that you think matches the best as far as like, you know, you're just putting in a job description or a simple search and then you get um, ranked like, or, you know, automated matches. Do you feel like there's a the best one? Sure. So um, I really tend to just because I mean, I think you're this way too, uh, having worked with you. I love writing out my own Boolean. I like to be able to control it um, a little bit more. Uh, but I do think it is important to stay on top of trends and just be mindful and open minded in, in that front um, about um, new trends. And so taking time to look into AI and see, you know, how those searches come back. So um, I use human predictions. I also like to uh, run a search or two using amazing hiring. So let me show you what that looks like. Um, so this is amazing hiring. This is our AI um, sourcing platform. Um, so if I were looking for um, uh, product management, I would just go ahead and click that. So right off the bat, it's going to pull product managers in Dallas. Um, to show you what that looks like, you can actually click on product. Oops. You should be able to click on it. Usually you can click on it. <laughs> um, if I were to write a keyword string, like um, uh, if I put product management in here, hmm. it should populate um, an AI list. Certain words do it, certain words don't. Um, but if you pop a keyword into there, you can actually click on it and it'll have a drop, drop down of all the different uh, similar words that it's searching for in that search. So um, you can see, okay, like, yes, I do want to use the AI functionality for that. Or if you're maybe not wanting to use the AI functionality, then you would be able to um, X out up here. So, um, okay, like there are a couple words in there that I don't love, don't wanna see in my search. You, you can X out so that it doesn't use AI to do that. So I do like using amazing hiring as well um, as an alternative. Uh, we tried to source using three different platforms for each role we're doing just to show that, um, you know, different data, where is this, where the best quality candidates coming from and, um, uh why you know so if we're seeing a pretty steady amount of really great candidates coming in from uh one source we are able to use that in the future and also our clients can see that so if they want to uh take that information and uh, get that resource uh, for their own team then they can use that yeah 
cool. Yeah, I, uh, I, um, I hear what you're saying about wanting to have as much control as you can. And um, I definitely think a lot of the AI tools really aren't there yet, um, but, but they're getting there. And I don't believe that they'll ever replace you or me, Julia, so. Yes, I agree. I think that we have a little bit of security there in terms of AI, um, especially right now. Um, there's something to say about um, a person who's a really, really stellar sourcer and has done their research and listened into these webinars to learn more. And um, you'll you'll see higher quality work than you would with an AI bot. Yeah. You guys have done an amazing job today. I, I just want to thank you so much for walking us through how you source for the, this marketing analyst role. I, I did not expect for you to open up the Excel spreadsheets and actually show us how you work in those because I, I come from a data analyst background and I was like, oh, I'm like where my analyst mm -hmm. stops is like the pivot tables and the VLOOKUPs and the text to columns. And you guys were uh -huh. doing that and actually showing that in your sourcing tables. And I was like, bravo, because so many times everyone's like, and this is our applicant tracking system or our CRM. Oh, right. No one talks about actually using spreadsheets. So thank you, that was super right. informative. Yeah, Judson and I both use spreadsheets, I think, for our like quote unquote ATS. Um, it's a little more customizable, which is nice. Um, we're big data nerds at Wayne Tech, so we love the data. I, all three of us love building um, building out um, different formulas in, uh, in the spreadsheets and everything. So we're just trying to give as much uh, data visibility as we can. Um, and if anybody has any questions about how we do that, or if you have any questions about anything I went over, um, you can feel free to reach out to me. I can pop my email in the chat and, and I can chat with you one-on-one. -on -one. So, what is, um, what is the best way? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So best way to get me is usually email. So I'll go ahead and pop that in there. Um, I'm on LinkedIn pretty frequently as well because I uh, run Wayne Tech's um, social media marketing. So I'm on LinkedIn a lot to make posts. So um, I will go. I, You're that I Mike Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm on LinkedIn a lot, but I'm also on Facebook and on uh, Twitter, um, a bunch of different platforms uh, working on marketing there. So um, you can reach me easiest with my email and I'll pop that in there and then probably second easiest on, on uh, LinkedIn. Perfect. Judson, what's the best way to reach out to you? Should, we, should our viewers have any additional questions? LinkedIn's great. Um, my email is judson at iqtalentpartners.com. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. Thank you so much uh, for being part of the show today. Julia Adler and Judson Lencina, this has been a fantastic show. Um, for all of you who want to see the replay of this, we'll have it up on our YouTube channel for Tech Recruits. On our YouTube channel, we have a playlist of all of our Dueling Sorcerer show, as well as our talent analytics show, which will be launching tomorrow with Todd Davis from IBM, where we're going to be talking about just, um, how companies transform their organizations through change management using data. And then of course on Thursdays, you can join our social Q&A for job seekers on the Talent Collective in um, on Facebook, on the Facebook group Talent Collective. 
and uh, we'll look forward to seeing all of you there. And if you have any uh, additional questions about any of these shows, you can go to techrecruit.io and find all the information there. And we'll look forward to seeing all of you next Tuesday um, at 9 a.m. Until then, you have a great week. Bye. All right, thank you.